for delivering material to a job site, Acadiana uses Hayes Dump Truck Services. Since 2011, Hayes has been moving heaven and earth to job sites all over Acadiana with their top-of-the-line dump trucks. Whether it's a huge landscaping job or a pre-construction site, Hayes has the manpower and equipment to move the materials fast-fast. You call, we haul. Dirt, compost, gravel, topsoil, fill sand, and limestone. Call Hayes right now, 852-8043. Hayes Dump Truck Services, where Jesus is Lord of this company. You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with today. This is Brothers Just Searching. How you doing, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Brothers Just Searching, where we go ahead and dive into the word of God and talk about current world events to educate and to edify the believers of Jesus Christ. We are the three amigos tonight. Me, Brother Anthony Hayes, <laughs> and Brother Bowen Robans back in the studio. He, yeah! finally, he finally built his boat and got away from his swampy house. <laughs> We missed you last week, man. It was different here. We, you know, and look, Bo, look, you was on the phone. We had you there, but it was, you know, looking into that corner and saying, Bowen isn't there. It just didn't feel right. Yeah. It's kind of like having Tonto without uh, the Lone Ranger. Ranger. It just don't work. Yeah. (laughs) It just don't work. Yeah. Uh, Gala Costello, you know. Albert Costello, yeah. 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 Last week was kind of, last week was kind of rough. It was kind of wet. Yeah. It was kind of uh, wet. When I got down the road over here to come over here, man, that water was passing over the road. I hear you. Uh, my little car, my little car, my little car is not high. It's already yeah. low, and I, I just didn't want to take no chances. I, I'd rather just, you know, Oof. not take chances like that with my car. I don't blame you. I don't uh, blame you. So that's why I called you and told you, you know, when you called me, said you called me, and I said no. Uh, I think I'm gonna stay home. You know, uh, that's okay, brother. I, Brandon filled your your spot very. Yeah, good I know he did, year. and you know he was hoping that I would have been here. He almost didn't come himself, man. Yeah, I mean, he 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 almost decided not to come too. You know, he said it wasn't bad when he was coming, but when he got on this end, he said it was. He said he saw the water. You know. it, it's amazing how Christians look for excuse, huh? Right, you know. <laughs> well, hey, brother Mike used to say that you got yeah. them wet water walkers and them dry boat riders. Uh huh. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I tell you what, that was a lot of rain. Oh yeah, it was a lot of rain. That, we, that was a lot of rain. We, oh, yeah. um, as y'all know, and I'm going to let the audience know, I no longer work for my previous employer. I work for my dad, Hayes's Dump Truck Service, <laughs> which is one of the sponsors of this program. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, no, nah, but uh, I started working with them today. But last week, man, I was thinking my last week in the job, I'm going to make a good check and I'm, I'm going to be all excited. You know, I have some money to put aside. The first day I worked 10 and a half hours, I'm saying, oh, I'm getting to a good start. Mm-hmm. The next day we start rolling. I say, what's them clouds? They say, well, you didn't watch the weather. Uh-oh. Oh, and, and that's the bad thing about me being politically and spiritual. I don't watch the weather. For you need, some to, watch, you <laughs> need to watch the weather. But when I have too much stuff to worry about already, worrying about the weather, you know, no, but, um, but they say, you didn't watch the weather. We got 80% chance of rain tonight. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And 80% tomorrow. I was like, uh-oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> well. so they, and then they give me flood watches. Uh-oh. <laughs> so well. my, my good week at the last job. I worked half days the rest of the yeah, week. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you it didn't, did. it didn't work out. <laughs> me too. My check won't be big at all this week. 
Well, uh, look, look, we need the rain. I Don't still made a decent paycheck, but I'll work inside. Yeah, but you, that's difference. the thing. Uh, yeah, you yeah, bought yeah. a book. You bought a book while it was raining. <laughs> yeah, you can read. <laughs> Uh, that book's gonna come in handy. Oh, that, yeah, book, yeah, that book's yeah. gonna come in very handy. All the books that we bought, you know, they, yeah, I, bought. I mean, even what you bought, whatever books we buy, a lot of those books are for teachings. You know, it's right. to help us, you know, right. on the podcast and come up with good teachings. Right, right, and it, it, and if people tell us, oh, I, I don't study enough." What? <laughs> we ain't got nobody in the background studying for us either. <laughs> no, this, this is all our ship. Could you this imagine our, if that would happen? Like, like uh, we, we talk about John MacArthur. John MacArthur prepares for one sermon forty hours, and then he has a whole um, ministry team, research team. That does. That looks up information that information he asks. Could you imagine one day we're sitting in our big offices in the sky, you know, we ever come a big ministry and just, hey, research team, check when this happened. They give me the notes. <laughs> I, I don't know what I would do with myself. Man, I couldn't do that. No, Bowen. I can't depend on somebody else to do my research <laughs> they come, for they come, me. They come bring you the answer. Where's Brother Bowen? He's in the library. You took too long. You took too long. <laughs> you took too long. <laughs> But uh, no, we got a good topic for tonight. We got a good yeah, topic. Yeah. Before we go on, I, I I forget to do this every time, and I want to go ahead and let our podcast audience know: if you have not yet, please hit that subscribe button. Also, go like our Facebook page; it helps out more than you know um, to grow a ministry. And um, you know, a lot of people go and they tell a friend or you know invite people to church, and that's the same thing with podcasting. To make our numbers grow, we uh we need subscribers and we need listeners. Um, I, I share the page, I share the 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 brothers just searching episodes along with my other podcasts, and it, it helps out when you start seeing the numbers grow. Bo, when you saw the numbers the other day, and you were you were just amazed with it. Yeah. And um and look, we're not asking for numbers to be a big ministry. We made jokes just a while ago about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we just want more and more people to hear because more and more people get to learn the truth. And our, our goal is not to become like Benny Hinn or Jesse Duplantis or um, anybody like that because we don't want to be like them because they, you know, Jesse Duplantis said the other day that uh, God is bound. God has the power to take life, but he doesn't. The, the only ones that have power to take life is us because the power is in the tongue. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, you haven't read your Bible. God is not bound. And and I don't want to be like Jesse Duplantis. I don't want to be. I don't want to be like Hannah Copeland. I don't want to be all like big ministers. I want to serve Jesus and I want to share the gospel. Yeah. Right. right. So um, when I ask for you to go ahead and subscribe and tell a friend is to spread the gospel, let the listeners be informed. So if you have not yet, please hit subscribe. Go like us on Facebook. You can also contact us on Facebook through the Facebook messaging app. You also can find us at brothers, just searching dot wordpress.com. And uh, that's our website. You're going to reach us on there as well. So we got ways for us to contact y'all. Y'all got ways to contact us. Um, let's just go ahead and keep this message going of Christ and him crucified. We've been doing this for a year and a half now. God has blessed us. God has tremendously used us in great and mighty ways. And it'll be a blessing to us if you go ahead and just tell friends, tell neighbors that Jesus is coming back. And if you want to learn about it, who listen to brothers just searching and also find a good local church as like our churches here, Coto Holmes Fellowship and New Beginnings Fellowship Church, some great churches out there. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and turn 
the mic over to Brother Bowen. Brother Bowen has a topic for us tonight. I think it's a, a, a important subject. It is something that people need to know. And um, Bowen, I guess you can title this "The Fall of Man." Yeah, that, that'll 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 be the title of it, uh, "The Fall right. of Man," because uh, when you think about the fall of man, you gotta you gotta realize that's where sin started. That's where sin came from. Um, I'm going to read in the book of Genesis chapter 2. I'm just going to read a few verses, and I'm going to go to Genesis chapter 3, and I'm going to read some verses in there. Uh, Verse 16 says, uh, well, I'm going to start in verse uh, 15. It says, the Lord Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, you may surely eat of every tree in the, in, uh, of the of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for it, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Then the Lord God said, uh, it is not good that man should be alone. We will make him uh, a, hel- a helper fit for him. So I want to stop with that, but I want to look at the first uh, verse 15 and uh, verse uh, verse 16. God made man and set him in the garden to keep the garden. But he also told him, you can eat of every tree that is in the garden, but of the day that you eat of the tree of the knowledge of the good and evil, you shall surely die. What was he talking about? Was he talking about dying physically or was he talking about dying spiritually? When God said that Adam would surely die, he told him he was going to he, he he was going to die spiritually. He wasn't going to die physically because Adam lived like 900 something years after that. Well, but also I, also you got to look at the content of that too. I think it was both if you look at it. Right. Because he didn't die on the spot. No, he did. But death came into play. Came into play because at that time no one died. Well, death wasn't even that, thought of. But when God said, "You shall surely die," I think He meant spiritually. spiritually that's what I'm saying. At the same time, He also meant physically. That look, you're going to die one day, right? And you're going to turn to dust. And right. You're going to return right. back to the to the right. earth that you came from. Right. Uh, and the thing you notice that. Everything was perfect before sin came into the world. You know, I was um, hearing Daddy's message uh, Sunday. He was saying how people blame, like on September 11, they blame God for that. But remember, we had a perfect world before. Right. You know, we everything was great. God had it where everything was a paradise, and then you know, man ruined it. You know, and and just amazing how all Adam had to do was keep the garden. He was over it, and you know. Satan was jealous over Adam because God gave Adam dominion over the garden, over the earth. And that's what Satan wanted. So I think that's why Satan had a big grudge against Adam. And he has a big grudge against men today because men in God's eyes was special. God had a purpose plan for men. The whole earth, if you, you know, you look at the other planets, for example, they're not habitable for men, but earth is. So God took earth. And made it special for men. Because earth is a very special place. It's like a jewel in the middle of the universe. But God has good, had a better intentions 
when he had men involved. Um, but, you know, that's where sin came from was from Adam. Okay. Uh, but in, uh, in, in chapter, in chapter three, um, I want to read something. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said unto the woman, did God actually, actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the of the of the fruit of the trees and the garden but God said you shall not eat of the of the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden neither shall you touch it lest you die but the serpent said to the woman you will not surely die for God know it that when you Eat of your, of, God know it, when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil. Now listen to what he said. You, you have to listen, you know, you know, Satan is crafty, very crafty. I mean, you listen to what he said to Eve right here. But I'm going to show you something in First Timothy that's really going to open all of this up. Satan used Eve. Now, God gave Adam the commandment not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the good and evil, not to eat of that tree. The man is the head of the woman. This is the point that I want to bring out tonight, and this is what I want to look at. Man was given, Adam was given the commandment not to eat of that tree. You have to look at that. He was the first one created. Man is over woman. Man is head of woman. Okay, we got to think about something here. Now, when Eve was created, did God tell Eve that commandment, or did Adam tell Eve? We don't know that. Right. But we know that the serpent used Eve to deceive her. He deceived Eve. Because I'm going to show you something, and if you want to go to uh, 1 Timothy, and I want to read that because that's going to that's gonna clear up something, and we can go from there. Uh 1st Timothy uh, chapter 2 uh, verse 14 and Adam was not deceived but the woman was deceived mm. and because and and became a transgressor yet she was be saved through childbearing if continued in faith and love and holiness with self-control so it wasn't Adam that was deceived it was the woman that was the transgressor. So in other words, Adam was given the commandment not to eat of that fruit. Adam was told not to eat of the tree of the good and, not, uh, good and, good and evil. Oh, yeah, good and evil. Um, so let me ask you guys a question, and I, I want you all to touch on that tonight. Okay, we have sin in the world. Of course, Eve ate of that fruit. Eve gave to Adam. Why did Adam eat of the fruit when he knew that God had told him, do not eat of the fruit of that tree, because in the day that you eat of that fruit, you shall surely die. He meant spiritually, but he also meant you will die physically. Now, man is the head of woman, okay? Eve was created for Adam for a helper. Why? 
did Adam did Adam not tell Eve not to do it, or did he just leave it? And why did Adam take the bite of that fruit when he knew God had told him not to? So would it have been different if mm-hmm. Adam would have refused to eat of that fruit of the good and, of the good and evil, and, and it would have just been Eve and Adam wouldn't have ate of that fruit? Think about this, and Adam wouldn't have touched the fruit. He wouldn't have ate of it. He would have refused to take it. Do you think that sin would still be in the world today? That's a question you gotta you gotta answer. Think about yeah, it. But but before I answer that, I, I honestly believe no because of like you said, Eve was deceived. Adam knew about it. But this is the problem that I, I think because you know when she gave it to Adam, you gotta ask the question: Where was Adam? You got Adam, what I'm saying? You see, I, I know. And, and you see a lot. Of, look, I remember growing up in a lot of these cartoons and a lot of these movies that try to portray Adam and Eve. Adam was nowhere around. Well, you only got two people on this planet. What you gonna? You get what I'm what saying? What you gonna do? Well, who, where are they gonna be? <laughs> where are they gonna be at? Where are they gonna be at? Not exactly. identical by, by each they're other. They're gonna be with each other. But listen to what Satan said, mm-hmm. and we, I'm gonna go ahead back and bring it up to uh, Genesis chapter three. Now the serpent was more <laughs> crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God has made. And he said to the woman, did God actually say? Now, this, now let, let's, point, let's point the picture here. Why, you asked the question, why did Adam eat of it? If Adam was there, in Scripture, though, it's not clear if he was or wasn't. But let's right, assume that right, he was there. Right. And he, he casts doubt right away. Did God actually say? But the servant was speaking to Eve. Right. But listen to this. If Adam's there watching, even from a distance, he's thinking, well, yeah, God did say that. And the, the, the devil keeps on, you shall not eat the uh, the tree in the garden. Well, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it. God never said not to touch God it. God never said right. that. That's right. Lest I you that. die. But the serpent said, you shall not surely die. So the, 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 the devil started off right away telling him, hey, did God actually say y'all See? couldn't eat anything? Right. And then when he says right here, um, oh, where I'm at, uh, neither touch. But the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. He called God a liar. Mm-hmm. And Adam's probably looking at him like, wait, yeah, I know God said all this, but I want to hear what's going on. Because at any time, Adam should have told his wife, stop. Yeah, Don't exactly. listen to that. That's and, right. And you can use that into a sense. How many preachers today are doing that? The, doing the, the devil, same thing. The devil's presenting something really good mm-hmm. and juicy, yes. but it's really bad. And yes. preachers are just day in and there. Right. I want to see what happens. I want to see what happens until it's too late. Right. I honestly believe Adam was there. I honestly believe Adam was hearing this conversation and didn't step in. And I also believe that when Ad, when Eve ate of it, and she gave it to Adam. He said, well, she didn't die because he's thinking of a physical sense. Dad, yep. He's not, he's not thinking of a spiritual Spiritual sense. separation. Mm. Right. And he said, well, look, nothing happened to Eve. So, so I'm going to eat I'm going to eat of it. And that's when all chaos broke loose after that. Right. So I honestly feel that if Adam wouldn't have ate it, I think it wouldn't have happened. But there would have been a man sometime, someplace after Adam or even, you know, Adam would have lived for eternity. Somebody would have ate that fruit because listen to what Romans 5 says, 5.12, Romans 5.12. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, Mm -hmm. so death spread to all men because of sin. So 
Sin, if sin would have been presented to her, one man somewhere or another would have said, well, God didn't say that. I didn't hear him say that. I wouldn't have been walking with God. Would have ate of that and it would have brought. But let me ask you a question. Now, now, that's a good point that you just brought out. I like that point. But you have to think about it. Adam would have lived forever if you wouldn't have touched it. Right. Now, you're saying somewhere down the line, another man probably would have ate of that fruit. But you got to remember, who says that, that that tree would have been there? Well, it was a tree of knowledge and good and evil. Right, but who said the but, tree would have well, been there? But Bowen, trees wouldn't have died then. I you know that. Realize why? Why did death come on earth? I just read it about death. One, one man, man came right, into the world. But that now, commandment was given to Adam. Right, but let's let's listen to this though. If some man would have ate of it, it, like you said, they're the head of it, or some head would have went ahead and eat it. So it would have it would have broke everything right well, there. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Yeah, because it was a tree of knowledge and good and evil. Also, you got to realize. At that time, like Boogie said earlier, everything was perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. Everything mm -hmm. was perfect, so nothing died. Right, I, I understand that. Because um, later in chapter 3 of uh, Genesis, that's when the Bible says, by the sweat of your brow, you shall work. Yeah, work. And also, the, 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 um, the plants are going to bring forth thorns. Right. Thorns were not there. Thorns is the result of the fall. Of the curse. Of the curse, curse. that happened that's right. upon man. Yeah. So, and like I I, maybe send it to a stretch if it was Adam. I think somebody along the line, I, somebody would have, let's just say this, if Adam would have lived long enough and would have seen that people were walking around, he probably would have said, well, look, I, I want knowledge. I'm the leader of this bunch. Right, right. So I got to go ahead and, um, I got to go ahead and needed to get the knowledge. Some, right. Something would have happened that he would aid that because God had a perfect plan right. for a savior right. to come into the world yeah. and show his love and yeah, grace. You, you're right. You're right. That's right. Yeah. But you notice, though, one I was watching a video, and the guy made perfect sense while we were doing this study. I was watching it yesterday. He was talking about the fall of men. Something that really caught my attention that I never caught before. He said, you know, it's not because they ate the apple, really, that that really did the damage. It's when they started doubting God. And broke the commandment that he gave. Well, and, that and then you notice Eve and Isaac quoted earlier. You know, she added and she took away from God's word. Right. And that, and the Bible actually condemns that when we do that, we should never add or take away from the word of God. Right. And that's the battle. And it's still going on today of people trying to add or take away from the word I of think, God. I think it was the biggest kicker, though, for them. Yeah. Because he, he made them doubt. Did God actually say... And I'm reading from the ESV, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. did God actually say, he's like, hey, did God really say you couldn't eat of any tree? Mm -hmm. Then he went ahead and said. He planted a seed of doubt. Then, then, what, then this yeah. was the kicker. He said, well, you shall not, sh uh, where am I? You shall not and surely you, die. Yeah, he, I'm trying to find it. But a serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. For God knows when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you'll mm. be like God. I think that was the kicker. They were like, well, yeah, God. Well, God did say we can eat every tree of the, of the except that one. I don't know why. He might be hiding something from us. And when he said, oh, you shall not surely die, calling God a liar. They're like, I want, and human beings are real. I'm trying to say the nice word in this, really, um, really influenceable. You get yes, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and, let, and look, don't get me wrong. Some people that well, you read the Bible, you're influenced by the Bible. Yes, I am, and thank God I am. Oh, you right, get yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. At least I'm getting influenced by the gospel, and not influenced by drugs, right, or alcohol, right, or something right. of the nature. But human beings are really influenceable. They, yep, they, they, that's right. And 
you know, they they have a curiosity, you know. Um, but and, and I think I think that's what it was. They were like, well, God did say we could eat everything, but why not that one? See, it was curiosity cut, got in yeah. there. Well, I wonder why not that one. And then we said, oh, you shall not surely die. God said it, but I wonder if it's true. Right. And then you got to look at the kicker, okay? When he said, for God knows that when you eat of your and your eyes will be open and you'll be like God, knowing that, good that's and the evil. kicker right that, there. That look, he he sparked their curiosity. Right, he sparked right. their interest in that. And when that, wait a minute, we can be like God. God. Mm-hmm. And look, Hitler, Mussolini, uh, the Nero's, uh, Alexander the Great, Nebuchadnezzar, the Pharaohs, yes. the Pharaohs, the they all call themselves yeah. God because yeah. human beings want to be at that you level. Got pa- you got preachers hey. today that call themselves little gods. Yeah. I talked about one earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I talked about, yeah, yeah. Go, go, uh-huh. Look at the ironic. The, uh, you know, we're talking about that. The ironity of that. I, I'm hoping saying that word right. Jesse Duplantis, I wasn't, we weren't planning on this, but I saw a video and I said it earlier in the week where Jesse Duplantis said that God is bound. God How has can, the power to kill you. The God has no, the power to heal you. God is but not God, bound. But God can't do it. Only you can make that decision. No. So you're, look, in that sense, you're telling a person, hey, you're God and you have the more, you, the, the one that created everything. Right. You're more powerful than him. than him. And that is putting men above God. And that, look, that's what Satan uses. He's Satan using the used, same tactic. Satan using the same tactic he did same tactic. six thousand years ago when the right. were created. That's right. He's saying same, same thing. And you know what, men, human humans today are biting into that same thing. Yes, right. they are following the same tactic. Satan has never changed. What worked six thousand years ago in the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. what worked back then uh, for Israel when Israel came out of Egypt and all that and everything that went on, he is using the same thing mm-hmm. today. He's using the same little tricks, and right. men are just biting into it and just following along with him. And, and they don't of- realize if they read the Word of God and yeah. they read this book and understand what the enemy, who the enemy is, and what he's capable of. They would not be following that path. I think that's another sign of a false religion. I mean, there's other, like, good works and there's other signs. But one of the things you really can study to know if a false religion is false is that when they start teaching, you become a little god. That's that's dangerous. That is dangerous. It, like, in Mormonism, they teach that. They actually teach you have your own planet and you right, become a god right, and have right. all kind of women. And, right. and, and, and it's just, you have, you have this, and, uh... It's amazing how it, it, new age teaching. They teach that you're a little god. You have a little spark within you, and you you just gotta wake it up right. through yoga and through yeah. your mind meditations, and you can come with God. And it, it's that spirit still goes on that, today. There's a spirit yep. today in this world, and and mm-hmm. I found that out at the store. There's a little guy that came in. He's he's been telling me he's gonna come to church, but he never came. <laughs> and he came in the store, and uh, he started talking about the end times and. He, he was saying some crazy stuff. But he said, you know, he said, Christ lives in all of us. Oh, yeah, that, that's a spark of divinity, you know, they call he that. Said, uh, he said, you know, actually, Jesus lives in all of us. He said, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we all have Christ. He said, uh, but he said something that really got my attention. He said, I don't believe Antichrist is going to be a real human being. I think it's just going to be like a spirit. Oh, he's picking that up from... Um I said to myself, I yeah. said, dude, where are you learning this? He told me he's hearing this on YouTube. Now, if oh, he's hearing yeah. this on YouTube, who he's hearing this from? That boy's confused. He, he's a little man. 
Hey, you'd be surprised. Yeah, they're picking that up. They're picking that up from because I have, you know, and and we all probably do that. We all write. He's probably picking that up from First John chapter two, which talks about the spirit of Antichrist. Right. But the problem with that is there is a spirit of Antichrist. Hitler. It's in the world. Yeah, it's still still there. But one day there's going to be a man that's going to have the ultimate spirit of Antichrist. He's going to be the Antichrist. He's going to be the Antichrist. And that's the little horn that's mentioned in um and Daniel. In Daniel is Book of Revelation. The the beast. That's that's. Anyone that says, oh, they're not going to be a real antichrist needs to get their head examined because they have not studied true biblical prophecy. Right, right. But, but going to the point, you, you said the devil's using the same tactics. He is. He's using the same tactics. He, he's, using, he's using doubt. He's using confusion. He's, use, he's using everything that, that he used on Adam and Eve. Used on Adam First and off, Eve. it worked. Do you get what it I'm worked. saying? So, and look, there's a lot of people that well, are doubtful. Well, a- it worked on Adam and Eve. You got to look in Jesus' days. It worked in Jesus' days, too. And, and, and with, you, with the Pharisees and the Sadducees now, and them. Now, you know? I, now, I got a question to ask you, though. Could we ask that question? What if Adam wouldn't have ate it? Adam... Adam and Eve wouldn't have been able to withstand not eating that on their own will. That's the plain point. No, they had a free will. They had a free will, but on their you know, on their own strength. Right. You know, if if Adam would have just stood up and told Eve, no, Eve, thus says the Lord, mm-hmm. and spoke the words of the Lord, we probably would have had a whole different ink. It would have been a whole different outcome. Outcome in this world. Right. Because what was the difference? And look, I'm going to use, for example, Romans, in Romans uh, 5, we're studying Book of Romans, and Romans 5 has a lot with that. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for life, all, men. all men. Verse 19 of chapter 5 of Romans. For as by one, one man's man, disobedience, obedience, many were made sinners. sinners. So by, the one, by one man's obedience, obedience, the many will be made righteous. righteous. So that's talking about Christ. Let's go to I think it's Matthew chapter two or three, where Jesus was tempted in the um in the wilderness. In the wilderness. What made Jesus overcome the devil? Was it him doubting God? No. Was it him disobeying no, God? No, he used the word of he God. He used the word of God. And what would have been a different outcome if Adam would have just said, no, that's right. God told us not to do that. That's right. Eve, we can't do it because God, God told us said not, not to. to do it. Adam was not being the husband of his house. Let's just say that. that. He, he wasn't, wasn't being, being the leader. leader. He wasn't being you know? the leader. Uh, because you got you to gotta look at it, and if you look in Scripture, the Bible brings it out. That man is head of woman, but Christ is the head of man. Right. And it, got, it comes down. So, like you said, if Adam would have told Eve, look, Eve, don't eat of that tree. God said not to touch right. it. God said not to eat it. Things would have been a totally different outcome. Yeah. Because yeah. now if you look at the society we live in today, you look at the spiritual side of it, you know, people people look at the society we live in, and a lot of people think, oh, it's going to get better. It, no, it's it's going to get better. You know, things are going to work out itself. No. It's not going to get better because you're not seeing it in the spiritual sense. There's a spirit behind all this. Mm-hmm. And it's not a good spirit. It's an evil spirit. You know? And man... Sin has a way of destroying anything that it gets on. Right. People that are living in sin are going to fall further and further and further and further down. And the further down you go into sin, the worse it gets for you, the harder your heart gets, and the harder it is to come out of it. I'm going to use the example of, and I know a lot of our young listeners probably won't remember this, and I've only seen bits and pieces of the movie. The Blob. 
remember the blob started mm-hmm. out really small mm-hmm. in the movie, and it grew. And it grew as it devoured. And it devoured. That's what sin. That's does. what sin we does. Have, we have a sin nature inside of us that that craves disobedience, disobedience. to God. A lot of people all come on. I no, there there is a sin nature inside of us that craves. You know, but the only thing to stop that craving is the Christ. blood of Christ, Christ and surrendering your life to Jesus. You know, I, I heard Jimmy Swagger say that and, and and I listen to Jimmy. I like Jimmy's preaching. I like the way he teaches. I listen to him a lot. Mr. Jimmy, I love the way he preaches and teaches. He said that sin nature that's in us is like a machine. It's like a factory. It Mm. continues to work. It continues to turn. And the more you do what it wants, the more it's going to work and the more it's going to produce, the more it's going to do. You know, I mean, you you just got to look at it. That sin nature is there, okay? Uh, He brought out a point one time. You take two babies and you put them in a crib and you put one toy in that crib. <laughs> oh, the sin nature and, and the sin nature is coming out of. And it don't matter their age. You know, it doesn't. I got, I got that's right. right now. Exactly. And, and you know what I'm talking about then. You know, and, and that goes for any child. That right. goes for any right. two kids. You put one toy between them, the sin nature is coming out. You know, <laughs> but Jesus and what he did at Calvary's cross, when they give their hearts to Christ, that changes. That sin nature goes dormant. It die well. It don't die, but well, it's it, dormant. It, it's and, uh, dormant. I was about to bring that out because we don't believe in sinless but perfection. No, we don't. If, if anybody says that, I, I pray for them because that is a very, very dangerous heresy doctrine. Right I don't there. believe in but, one saved, always saved. No, either. I don't believe in that either. But this is where I'm going to come to the point: the sin nature is still there. The sin nature is that the sin nature is like a big pit bull that you're scared of. Right. The only thing that I'm not scared of when I see a pit bull if it's on a ten foot chain, <laughs> and I know I can go about you know you can foot go away from that. Right. And and look, I'm gonna use for a prime example the other day, um, a pit bull. We, I went to a job at a house and the door was open, but nobody was home. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this does not this does not sound right. You know, I, I wouldn't leave my door open. I got to that door to ring the doorbell, and there's a pit bull coming out on a rope. I see why they left the door open. Nobody's going in that house. But that the sin. But if you let a, if you let a pit bull or any dog run wild, right. they're gonna tear up trash. Right, they're gonna go ahead and cause chaos. Yeah. But if you put them on a rope, it's it's still the dog's there. The dog's there, but the he's got a limit. There, but he got a limit. He only got right. ten foot, like um on them old cartoons when the dog would take off running and Arr! yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what it's, in, it's dormant. And if you keep that that hmm. that uh that the in nature and checked by Christ right. and crucified right. and placing in the finished work. Right. It's gonna stay dormant. You're it's not and when dormant. I say dormant, it's not you're not gonna desire to sin. You're sin. not gonna desire to That's uh, right. disobey. That's right. You're gonna desire a new heart. New you're, heart. Gonna ter- um, you're gonna have a new Jesus uh Paul said it the best way. He that be in Christ is a new creature. New old creature. things are passed away, and behold, old all things, things become, become new. new. And the, your sin nature is dormant. It is, it, it's not. It's still there. You're still capable of sinning, sinning because any human being is capable of sinning. Right. But it's dormant because the Holy Spirit is suppressing, suppressing it. Suppressing it. But if you neglect God's word and you neglect, neglect spending time with them, with it. guess what? That old that old man is coming back. back up. That dog yeah. is going to find a way to get that leash yes. off, and it's going to cause yes. terrorize again. Yes. Now, I think and, that's a good example, and that is a good example because that's what the sin nature is. You know, and, and, you know, Boogie, you, you have something you want to say, brother? 
Um, <laughs> He's pondering. Yeah, He's I'm like, just I'm yeah. all absorbing into this. But uh, no, you were talking about like we were talking about uh, how there's many antichrists in the world. We talk about how um, say I think that's what the antichrist will do. You know, I was watching a movie not too long ago, and uh, in the movie, the man said, "Well, the antichrist or the leader, whatever his name was in the movie, said that he's showing us that we all have our inner powers." So I think Satan's gonna do that. He's gonna. He's gonna t- the Antichrist is going to be up there. He's going to say, look, I have these powers, but you can have them also. Right. So I, if you take my mark, you you can have well, a higher uh, development. You can have you can I devolve into godhood. And I think I think he will use that that that, that well, old trick in the way. Let's let's go to the time after. Yeah. Um, in Gen- I'm, let me. I think it's Genesis 16. I'm not 100 percent sure. Let me look. But what the I'm ta- saying the is, the Tower of Babel. Why was one of the reasons why they they want to tower? reach up to heaven? They wanted to reach up to heaven. Now we did a teaching. Um, poo, that was a long time ago about Nimrod. Boogie, remember? When we yes, I about remember. That? Yeah, I remember. And, nope, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. The Tower of Babel was in chapter 11, and that was one of the reasons why they wanted to build a tower. It was to reach the God level. It wasn't they want to, to reach, reach the God. gods. Yeah, they wanted the to gods, reach the God, and that's yeah. when that's when the, like Nimrod and his wife, and they were all calling themselves God. Yeah. I think that's the problem. With a lot of people today, they want to go ahead and have that godlike status. They want to say we are the god of our own self. And brother Ken Hoven, which we had on this podcast a few mm-hmm. months ago, right, uh, said it the best way in one of his seminars. He said that he asked a young man, "How do you determine right and wrong?" He said, "I'm the god of my own universe." <laughs> I remember that. And Ken Hoven said, I "Well, that. well, Ken yeah. Hoven said, well, look, I'm going to go ahead and grab a gun and shoot you in 30 seconds." He said, "Well, you can't do that." He said, "Well, I'm the god of my own universe." Right. You see how that works out? Yeah. And people, well, you hear people say, "I'm my own person." Right. Well, no, you're not. There is a person in in the cosmos, in the fast universe that created this tiny, puny little planet. Right. Yeah, that love is enough to send his son to die for us, and he, you're, you're his property. I'm sorry to tell people. You know, Paul said it the best and, way. And Isaac, you know, you're saying that. You know, uh, that that people don't realize that. You know, you tell people about Jesus. You tell them that. You know, you need to know Christ. You need to come to Christ. You need to have your sins forgiven. They don't realize. You know it. I mean, people go to court. They go in front of a judge on earth. Yeah, you'll go to jail, but you know, unless you unless you're going in there for life, you're not gonna get out. But you know, if it's just a minor thing, and you're going to jail. You're gonna get out of jail, right? You know, you're coming out. But when it comes down to, there's a creator. We're not our own. And, and book, can know, I, can we don't belong example? to ourselves. Well, that's why I was about to say. Paul said we are servants. When you read it, I think it's Romans when he says Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. That word "servant" means bond, bond slave. Bond. And if you look, if you look at the term for bond slave, what was a bond slave? A bond slave in the in the Jewish times, you had seven years. Like if you had to go ahead and sell yourself, or and it wasn't even considered selling yourself. It was more like it was a more like a working program. You know, you tell somebody, look, I can't pay my bills. I can't pay my family. Right. Can you please, please. take us take us for seven years right. and pay off my debt? He was owned for seven years. Seven after years. The but after seven years, he was set free. But if that person said, look, I love working for you. I don't mind being your bond servant. Please, can I stay with you? They would go ahead and take the earlobe and put it against a door and drive a stake, a nail or something, and pierce the ears. Mm-hmm. And that was showing that you are a servant for right. life by right. your 
your choice. choice. See, mm-hmm. when people, oh, well, you're trying to say that God's making us a slave? No. No, we willingly told him, Lord, Lord we cannot survive without, without you. you. We need you. Can we, we serve you the rest of your life? And the Lord said, well, since you're doing that, you are my bond, bond slave. slave. And that's, we use Paul's example that we're bond slave. We, are cho- we chose to live in Christ. And, and that's why the sin, dor- the sin nature is dormant because we have Christ inside of us. But like you said, People don't want to do that. People don't want to surrender their full don't life to it. Surrender. And I'm going to use for another example. You just talked about prison. And, you know, people do something bad, they'll get out. Yeah, Nine out of ten will. minor offenses mm-hmm. will get out. But there will be a day where they're going to do that. The minor crimes and minor crimes right, minor right. going to turn into a big, big crime, crime. And you're not getting out of you're prison. You're not getting out of prison. You're but not- you got, people don't realize something. You see... And I was studying this, and there's one mediator between God and man, and it's the man Christ Jesus. Uh, You know, Jesus can either be your judge or Jesus can be your lawyer. You know, Mm -hmm. Jesus can be for you or Jesus can be against you. So, you know, people that, that are living in sin today, people that don't know Christ, you know, you might do things today and get away with it. You know, the law might give you a ticket or you're going to go to court, you know, I mean, you're going to get out of this stuff, but what's going to happen on judgment day when you're going to have to stand before an almighty God and, 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 and and he's going to ask you, what did you do with my son? Jesus. That's the point where I want to come to, because I was talking about the minor crimes and stuff. You know, you might be on this earth and you might say, well, the Bible says thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Right. Well, I lied and I got away right, with it. Right, right. And, or they might say, well, the Bible says um, thou shalt not steal. I stole this and guess what? Right. I got away with it. Yeah. But it's going to be one day when you're going to close your eyes and death. And death. And all them sins are going to come back. Back. Any judge says that. You know, if, if somebody goes in front of a courtroom and I've never done that, thank God. I haven't done nothing bad like that. But a lot of people go into the courtroom and the judge will look at it and say, well, this is your first offense. We're going to let you slide with it. let you slide. But, you know, if you go in there with a rap sheet as long as the uh, the Chafalaya Basin, yeah. the judge ain't going to be merciful right, on you. Right, right. And, and people are like, well, you're trying to live by works. No, I'm not trying to live by works. Any judge is going to say, man, look, it's wrong. But like you said, if there's a lawyer that says, wait a minute, there's someone that paid the price for him. That's that. There you or go. The, or the, hey, there the you go. sent a pardon. Those That's sins are washed right. away. They're washed away. Then the judge is going to say, "Well, I honor that part." And he don't look at the law; he that, looks at the part. He looks at the part. What, what is what is the what is God's going to do on Judgment Day? Is He's going to look at your rap sheet of sins, or He's going to say, "When Jesus comes in, say, hold on, Father, hold on. I paid it. I paid I that paid price." There is the pardon. pardon. The pardon is the cross. He yes. died. That's it. Yeah. Guess yeah. what? God's going to say, "Well, I'm going to look at the pardon." That's right. I'm not going to look at the rap sheet. I'm going to look at the pardon. And look, and I was about to ask you that, Bo. What is the remedy between, for for the for the fall of man, and how can we? I just explained it. You just explained the I whole just thing. Explained it. And look, if you anybody, just told it. And if somebody ever tells me, "Well, I don't understand the message of the cross," that's it. That's it. That's that, it. The that's cross the bottom. is our pardon. That's he your pardon. Us. That's the pardon. You know, I mean, man, people that are living in this world today that don't know Jesus. You're living in sin. You're living your life. But people need to realize something. There is coming a day very soon in the near future that every human being that walks the face of this earth, every human being that ever died and that's in the grave is going to be raised. I don't care if you're going to heaven, if you're a saint. I don't care if you're in hell today. I don't care where you're at. You're going to be raised. You're going to be given an immortal body that's never going to die. And you're going to face an almighty God. You're going to face him. And you've got to give an account. 
And believe me, you can't hide from him. There's nothing you can hide from him. You cannot hide your sins. You can't hide nothing in your life because everything is naked to him. He mm-hmm. sees through every human being. He sees the heart of every human being. He knows you inside and out. I've always said this when I'm praying. I always tell, I always tell the Lord, Lord, you know me better than I know myself. And you know my heart. Change it. This is where I'm going to go ahead and add on to this in that same chapter, chapter three of Genesis, verse eight, uh, verse seven. Then their eyes were open and they knew they were naked. What? And uh, people might say it was physical nakedness, but also you got to realize it's spiritual realize, nakedness. Wait a minute. We're standing in front of a holy God. We're, right. we're unclothed. Right. And they went ahead and they sold Fig leaves. leaves together. That is a remnant of sin or you trying to hide your sin right. by good works, by exactly. good deeds. It won't happen mm-hmm. together and made themselves loin uh, clothes. And they heard the sound of the Lord, Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Remember, they weren't scared of it before, but now they Not are. Not scared. And the man and the man and his and his wife hid he. themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. That's showing me good works cannot cover it. No. You, the fig leaves represent good works. Your nakedness represents sin. Guess what? That's you still right. can't go. You can't cover Lord. it. But the Lord called to the man and said, "Where are you?" The Lord's doing that today. Where are you? And Where instead are of you? Adam saying, "Lord, I sin. Please forgive me," he said, "Well, it was this one and that one and that you one." Know, you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> how many men do that today? I, I like that. How many men do? How many why, men do that today? Why? They say. They go ahead and they say, well, when the Lord says, look, here's your sin. But, Lord, it wasn't me. It was my buddy that made me drink. It was the buddy that made me drink. You know what I call that? You know what I call that? That's called the blame game. Blame game. You know, when when, when they sinned in the garden, they hid themselves among the tree. The first thing God asked, Eve, what have you done? Well, Lord, it was the serpent. Uh, uh, Adam, what have you done? Well, well, Lord, is that woman you gave me? It's the blame game. You know, everybody wants to blame their sin on somebody else. no, you yeah. need to learn to take responsibility. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use the example of the sin nature. People say, "What well, a sin nature ain't there no more." What? Go to a retail store and tell a manager, "I heard, or I seen these people doing something." Well, he made me do that. Oh man, the manager told me to put that right there. Right. <laughs> Look, I work in retail plenty of years <laughs> to know that when the manager say, "Hey, who right." Um, well, you know, hey, this one told me to do it. Right. You don't want to get blamed. You don't want to get blamed. You don't want to be blamed for the sin. Right. Because guess what? Your sin's upon Your you. Your sin are Look, upon you. God didn't play the blame game. Say, well, Adam, I know you knew, and I knew that you, you shouldn't have done it, but because Eve, uh, Eve told you to right. do it, I'm going to give you a pass. He didn't say that. Adam sinned no, just like Eve. That's right. That's One was the right. Sin. One was it, but they both sinned. They it was both sin. sinned. They it both sinned. It don't matter what it is. That's right. And, and, and that, look, that's... That's the point where I'm coming to in this, and Bo, I'm sorry. It just this this went on. This off. is good. It's good. It's good. I and I see people doing that today. Instead of confessing up to their sins, they want to mm-hmm. blame everything on somebody on else. Somebody else. They want to, and that look, like I said, that's the sin nature. But guess what? We have a remnant for this. It's like a deadly poison that you take, and. You you can't get rid of it, but somebody say, "Hey, there's a uh, there's a remnant in Africa." I bet nine out of ten you're on that plane oh, trying to get as quick gonna, as possible. You're gonna get you're gonna get, get that, that remnant. remnant. 
Yeah, you're there right. There is a you remnant know? for sin. It, it's just it's just like if you get a bad sickness and somebody tells you, well, you know, there's a cure for that sickness, but but you got to go to to another country to get right, it. That's you you'd yeah. want to find out where that country's at oh, yeah. or what country you want to go to because you know you die. You know, it's <laughs> the same like thing with sin. I'm bringing, I'm bringing old movies and it is, but I remember watching all the series of MacGyver. The old MacGyvers, right. not the new ones, the old ones. And I, I believe it was MacGyver where MacGyver, they, they wanted MacGyver to do something. They gave him a deadly poison. He only had 12 hours to live. to live. And if he finished everything they wanted him to do, he would get the antidote. Right. And a lot of people would say, well, that's a movie. Yeah, but look, sin is that. Sin, you only got a certain amount you of time. Got- it could be 20 years. It could be 50 years. Look, I saw an article from CNN the other day. The oldest woman in America died. She was 116. She lived to be 116 years old. But did old. she make it right with we, God? We don't know that, and I'm not exactly. going to judge. Exactly. That's but, what but I'm, I'm saying. I'm using her as an example. If exactly. She, she had 116 years. years to find God. God. That was her time limit. Unfortunately, there's people that only have minutes. Minutes. There's other people that have year, a few years, 20, like right. I said, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Look, um, there was a young person that died, I believe, a while back. I think it was 20-some years old. One of uh, My cousin told me that day, one of his best friends, the same age as him, 30-some years old, they went in his room, he was dead. They don't know what killed him or what, but he had 30-some years. We have, Look, there's a poison out there. There's a poison. It's called sin, sin because of Adam and Eve. We read it in Romans chapter 5 that by one man disobedience, sin entered into the world. Right. You know, I was thinking, remember that old movie, uh, Distant Thunder? Right when uh when that man got bit by the rattlesnake, yes, yes. But then that guy, he got bitten a couple of times, and he had the, had the he, he had the his body was immune to it. His body was immune, and, to and he it. gave his blood so that man could live. Yeah, he saved and, his and, life. And then and then when the preacher came to him, he says, uh, "I don't understand what Christ did for me." And he says, "Well, when that snake bit you, did that other man who was numb to it, or he was in the use yeah. of it?" He gave you your blood, right? So you can live. He said, yes. Well, that's what Christ did for you. That's what Christ did. Yeah. You know, the Bible says there's there's a, uh, there, uh, there's a pleasure in sin. For Only a for a season. Only for a season, but the end thereof is destruction. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, hey, listen, you know, um, sin can be fun. You know, people out there are having fun in their sins. They're enjoying life. They're living like they want, you know, and, and you know, but there's going to come a day. That they're gonna have to answer for that, and you know, Isaac, I told your daddy one day, and and this happened at work. The Lord spoke to me all night long, just about about hell. Spoke to my heart, and I knew it was God. The devil ain't gonna speak to you about hell. I tell you that right no, now. No, no. Uh, but I knew it was the Lord, and and He spoke to me on hell, and I told it to your daddy. And your daddy told me, he said, Bo, when God was showing you that everything is naked, everything is open. He sees the people in hell. He sees everything down there. So, you know, to those that are listening or to those that will be listening to this, God is with you wherever you make your bed. Right. Wherever you make your bed, whether it's in hell or whether it's in heaven, God is there. Yep. You know, and I feel for those that don't make it right, right with Christ. I feel for those that that continue to live in their sins because one day it's going to end. Their, their life's going to be cut short, and, and when they're going to open their eyes, they're going to open their eyes in a place of well, torment. And, and like I said, a lot of people were sad as both. I'm going to go back to Adam. 
I believe Adam saw Eve eat that fruit, and he said, "Look, nothing's going on." A lot of people do that. A lot of people. A lot of it. people hear that it's sin, but when they don't see, when they see these people partying and having fun, well, it's not going to hurt me until one day God comes God. down and says, "Where are you?" That's right. You have an op- You have an opportunity right now. Right. Because look, the fall of man, and that's where we pull our topic from tonight, was horrible, very horrible. Look. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw a little Adam and Eve joke out there. Uh, Adam one day was walking in front of the garden and Cain and Abel was right there. And they looked at it and said, dad, what place is that? And it was a garden of Eden with a sword. He said, that was our home until your mama ate us out of house and home. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that little, little joke. On little that, joke. It, it's, it's very serious. What happened? Right. You know, this world right. would have been a lot different if they would just right. obey God. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have, but you know, uh, there's another story of after the fall of man, some of the angels went to went to God and said, "God, what what's next? You know, it's fell. There's the, the world's in full of sin now." And the Lord said, "Well, I got a plan to go and do it." He said, "What's your plan B, Lord? If that don't work, He said, "There is no plan B. There is no that's plan it. B. There, that's it. Because the the Bible is clear. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be shall saved. Be saved. Mm-hmm. There is a remnant for the curse. This is a curse that we're li- we're living in a curse and fallen world, and it's getting worse every day. Every day. Uh, one of my mutual friends from my uh, from a conservative podcast told me the other day. She said that in New York, a woman is suing the city of New York to marry her older son. <laughs> Have incense with her oldest son. Just think about that podcast on that's, it. That's it's sick. That's sick. But that that's is the sick. result of a fallen world. And fallen everybody world. might say, "Well, what is the remnant?" I told you earlier. And I'm gonna tell you something. I told you. A- I told it early. It was the remnant was Jesus. We 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 had. We, we we were living in distress. We were living in, in fear. But guess right. what? Thank God for the cross. Right. Thank God for what Jesus did on There's the cross. There's a lot of things right now that, that our government laws, that our government are, are trying to pass mm-hmm. that has to deal with sin. Yes. Like a man having more than one wife. Right. I heard about that. Uh, what you're talking about, incest. You know, they're trying to pass a law for that, too, I heard. Now, I don't know how true that is. I heard that from somebody. But... And, and you you have to look at it. Homosexuality is already legal. Yep. I mean, used to that was hidden. That that wasn't you. You didn't speak about that. You know, back then when I was young, you didn't Me hear too. about that. You you didn't hear nothing well, about I mean, that. Now it's all open. I, I remember when I was young, we we didn't think that was normal. Even the kids that weren't saved, we didn't no, think that, that was, was hidden, buddy. Yeah, you didn't yeah. you didn't bring that out in the open. They you you wasn't dare to talk about that in the open. And if you were a homosexual, that wasn't brought up. You didn't say that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but don't, you know, don't say and don't tell. Don't tell. That. That's right. I remember that. Go. I that's remember right. that when I was young, and that's how it was, you know. And and we got to look at it. Look at the kind of you know that's the kind of world we living in, you know. And, and thank God for Jesus. Right. I'm going to say something, and, and I'm going to say that to those that are listening or to those that are, you know, whatever. If you don't know Christ, if mm-hmm. you don't know Jesus as of right now. I was about to do the same and, thing, And bro. you don't know where you're going to spend eternity because you could close your eyes tonight and not get up tomorrow morning. You, you need to know you need to know the Lord. You need to come to the foot of the cross. You need to turn from your sins. I don't care how bad or how bad you think you've done or, or how bad you think your sin is. 
And I don't care what the devil tells you that, oh, God will never forgive you. No, that's not true. Because he forgave me. And I, I tell you what, if I tell you my past, you'd say, how can he forgive you? He forgave me. God loves me. But he can forgive you the same way. Jesus hung on that cross for every living human being on the face of this earth. He hung on that cross and gave his life for every man, every child, every woman. And I don't care what race you are. I don't care what country you come from. I don't care what color you are. He died for you. All you have yeah. to do is say, God, I've sinned against you. I've broken your law. I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that you raised him from the dead. And I want him to come into my heart and be the Lord and the Savior of my life. And I want to serve Jesus for the rest of my life. A simple little prayer. It's not the words. It's if you believe those words in your heart. And you take them seriously, and I can promise you, I can guarantee you, God will not reject you. God will save your soul. And I'm gonna give some. I'm gonna give some advice to the audience right here on that. You can say that prayer behind a. You know, a lot of preachers go ahead and they say, "Well, say this prayer with me." Yes, but if you don't believe in it, it's not gonna work. Right. right. It's that's just right. words that's going up to the ceiling. That's it. I recommend if you're in your home by yourself yes. and you heard that prayer by Bowen. Go and say, Lord, forgive me, and go and get on your knees and pray yes. and ask the Lord for forgiveness. Yes. And mean it with a sincere heart. Because yes. a lot of people are asking that, what is the problem? How can we solve this problem in the world today? Bo and Boogie, you had those questions. They, oh, what what can fix the world? What can solve all the world's problems? Real simple. <laughs> it's real simple. Real simple. Jesus Christ and the message of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Crucified. Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, that's it. And, and, and If you put your faith and trust in Jesus and what he did at the cross and his accomplishments through uh, through the resurrection, guess what? This world of racism would end. You know why? Right. Because when you're saved, I don't care if you're black, I don't care if you're white, I don't care if you're Hispanic, I don't care what race you are, you're a brother, you're a sister, sister in Christ. That's right. You know, that's right. You know, I was just thinking about something. I don't know why, you know, I don't know why God's bringing this to my mind, but like, you know, we look at the corona stuff right now. I don't know why, but that could relate to Christ, too. You know, right now, like, they have the corona and they have the special vaccine. Right. You know, we take this so much for granted. We can use that for the gospel. Right. We can tell people, look, you got a spiritual corona, sin. Yeah. But there's a, sp yeah. there, 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 but there's a there's special. There's a spiritual vaccine. That's which Christ. is the cross of Christ. That's right. Right, that's right. right. The perfect one who had no stain that's of sin. That's right. Because, you see, Christ had to be without Adam's sin. That's right. He had to be perfect for, for us to give us that special medicine, the blood, to make us well. You know, and, and you know, people maybe don't understand that, but that that's a gift mm -hmm. from God, what Jesus did for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is a gift. There is nothing, you know, there's nothing in this world that a human being can do to earn their way to heaven. Right. Because what God did by sending his son... Is a gift, mm -hmm. and it's only by the grace of God mm -hmm. that you're saved. It's God's goodness extended to man, and, and man accepting that goodness and that gift. Mm -hmm. All a person has to do is accept what Christ did mm -hmm. and accept it in their heart and believe it. That's right. I'm going to go ahead and end on this note. Romans five fifteen, and we pulled a lot from Romans tonight and other scriptures. 
But the free gift is not like the trespass. For Manny died through one man's trespass. Mm-hmm. Right. Through Adam's sinning. And we talked about the fall of man. And we talked about the results. And we, we told you that about the sin nature. It's there. It's there. It's there. But by one man's trespass, because of Adam's sin, we hold the curse from a copy, a copy, a copy, a copy, a copy. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give you some good news. Much more. Have the grace of God and the free gift by grace of that one man, man. Jesus Christ, abided for Manny. Manny. So that means, folks, if you if you hear in this podcast, wherever you are, if you're driving your car, jogging, or listening at, while doing the dishes, remember this: by sin, death came into the world, but by one. Many were made righteous through the gift of God, through Jesus Christ. He died, he he was buried, and he rose again on the third day. And guess what? He washed our sins away. All you have to do, as Bowen said earlier, is believe. If you are, if you feel in the conviction, look, I feel the Holy Spirit. In oh, this I book. feel the Spirit of God I spirit, right now. I feel the Spirit of God. Amen. God's mm-hmm. touching people right now. Yes, He is. God is touching people, and I want to tell you if you are if you are listening to this and you feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit, find a place to kneel down and pray and say, "Lord, forgive me of my sins." And look, I don't know why I feel that. I know we we're going a little long, but I want to go ahead and pray for the audience right now. I just feel the pr- I feel I don't know Amen. about y'all, but I can feel the spirit Amen. in this this studio. Right, and Lord, I pray for the podcast audience tonight. Or whenever they're listening to this. Lord, we're reaching all over the world right now in countries that we never thought we would ever get to. But Lord, we thank you for your sweet presence in this studio. Lord, I pray for the listener tonight. Lord, as sin is a problem in the hearts of men, Lord. People that, that desire to live in sin and to fulfill that sin nature are going to hell. Because then it's, they're not trusting in you to get them through this. Lord, I pray for the podcast audience, whoever the Lord is convicting. Lord, I pray that you would continue to convict. Holy Spirit, move and touch hearts today, tonight, whenever this podcast is played. And Lord, we thank you for the souls that are coming. In the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and end it with that. That's a amen. Whew, what a good podcast. That's a good podcast tonight, bro. So, amen. but uh, we got a uh, we got a guest next week. Uh, I confirmed it with him. Uh, Brother Phil Kennedy is going to be with us next week. He's an evangelist out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I worked with him at Jimmy Swagger Ministries. Great brother in the Lord has a powerful testimony. Everything was taken away from him when he thought his life was ending. He went ahead and grabbed for a last cigarette. And guess what he found? Found the Bible. Found the Bible. Found and when people Bible. say, well, people can't just get saved by simply reading the oh, Bible. yeah, you can. Listen next week. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> so, Bowen, Anthony, until next week, guys. Amen. Y'all have a good day. Remember, Jesus is on the throne. He's coming back. Do you know him? If not, get to meet him. He's coming back real soon. Until next week, y'all have a good week.